think I'm doing those eyes. <laughs> I think I'm in love. It was terrifying. The pain, the, the fear of being eaten. I was drowning at the same time. I just accepted that I was going to die. Was there a bit of fandom for you when it came on? Oh, huge. And I did not try to hide. <laughs> did not try to hide at all. Out of the Box with Serge Negus on FBI. Have you ever been to or thought of seeing a psychic? Almost all of us will have known someone that's done it, um, had some kind of freaky experience with a psychic, and we're either mostly kind of convinced that it's real or deeply skeptical of it, but either way, it's fascinating, whichever way you look at it. And my guest today is someone that's done countless readings for the last 20 years in both Australia, America, and the UK. But interestingly, it wasn't always the path she was on. For 10 years, she also worked a very high-pressure job in the US with none other than Barack Obama at one time, leaving her with dangerously high blood pressure and working too hard. And so, I don't know, I guess the next choice was to end up going into being a psychic and a clairvoyant. Her name is Julia George, and she's very well-respected in the industry, and she joins me now. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Now, look, I mean, clairvoyant, psychic, it's such an interesting realm that a lot of people have so many unknowns about but i mean for you growing up i mean what were the basic things that first made you feel like you kind of had these kind of abilities i guess well i suppose i you don't know that you have them you assume everybody else has them or that you're you know you're not abnormal um i remember um i was in high school and i was explaining an experience to my brother and he's like yeah but doesn't everybody do that and i'm like uh, actually no so one of my brothers is quite intuitive as well and what kind of experiences are those um so um you know just knowing like you know mum and dad saying well we're going to go and visit grandma and we drive three hours from perth to go and see grandma and she's actually not there at all and so it's just like, what do you mean we're going to see her? How do you not know that she's not there? Those types of things. But I think at that age I didn't have a language for it or a name and I certainly didn't know what a psychic was. Mm. Um, so, yeah. And so, like, in, the, in that level, like, what is the basic definition of a psychic? Well, I think there's two things. There's psychic and then there's mediumship. Psychic um, abilities um, come in three forms. It's clairvoyance, so it's the seeing, it's the clairaudience, it's the hearing, and the clairsentience, which is the feeling. So when I have... Um, um, a client in front of me most of the time I'm looking over to the left and I hear in the right ear so previously when I've done readings um, on air and I've put the earphones on I've had to take the right earphone off so <laughs> I can hear yeah, 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 um, and the clairsentience um, manifests in a, in a physical form I can physically take on their um, uh, sensations so I had a client recently with IBS um, that was not a fun hour what do you mean? They had irritable bowel syndrome, yeah. and so I was having to go to the bathroom because, like, they'd had a flare-up, and I could physically take <laughs> on their symptoms. Wow! And okay. as soon as she left the session, like, yeah. m- my stomach was fine; it wasn't gurgly. I was, I was fine. It doesn't happen all the time, but if somebody's got a health issue, sometimes, and it's an issue that they're neglecting, I'll often feel it to um, highlight it. And I guess, like, you know, for all the, the skeptics, for people who don't necessarily believe it, and, like, I myself, like, I'm, I'm one of those people, but I've heard these stories of people that, you know, family friends, yeah, close friends that have these experiences with psychics and, and you know, clairvoyance yeah. and swear by them. So I guess for people like myself out there that are skeptical, 
how do you allay well, those kind of Well, I think it comes thoughts. from a really good place. I welcome skeptics. And, you know, sometimes in a session, particularly if I'm looking at astrology chart, I can see the intuition and the skepticism and how they block their own intuition. But, you know, if somebody doesn't want to go for a reading or doesn't believe in psychic ability, that's totally fine. Mm. But I... I when I teach introduction to psychic development, I think people are always blown away by how quickly and how easy it is actually to tune in. There's varying levels of psychic ability to, you know, are you seeing, are you sensing, are you feeling? Um, I can show you a photo of somebody who's really happy and you can look at them and actually feel their sadness. So skepticism, I actually, I, I welcome and I think it comes from a really good place because people who are skeptics usually... Um, uh, research and go into things deeper and actually end up getting a better understanding of how things work or don't work. And for those people who like just honestly, they're like, oh, it's, I'm not a spiritual person. These things are connecting to something that is beyond reality. I mean, how do you explain to them what it is? I don't regard? and I and I can't get into that because if I get into my head, then I, I lose touch mm. with um, my own sense of being so I don't know why but I said yes to doing a baby shower on Saturday and um, I was hired for two hours and I was like what am I doing you know anyway I went to this person's house and it was meant to do 10-15 minute readings I ended up being there for five hours and not one single person had had a reading and they were all skeptics I think I'd been hired for entertainment is it just a purely for a lot of people just a gimmick um, I, th I think that's what they were expecting yeah yeah, yeah. And so I ended up being there for quite a long time. There was one lady who was very, very sceptical. Um, and if I feel like there's scepticism and maybe rudeness, then I, I'll actually say, look, I'm not the person to read for you mm. and refer them to somebody else. So, for sure. Yeah. Well, it's something we will get stuck into a bit more further down the line, I think. But um, we do want to get back to, to yourself because this is about the story of people, this show. So I, I do want to know, though, you know, your parents, they probably would have picked up that you had these kind of, you know, these no. feelings at all. Uh, no, they didn't notice? <laughs> no. So what was your childhood yeah, I mean, like when I was, you were going through I was, I left home very early, um, straight out of high school, 18, mm. uh, moved from Brisbane to the Gold Coast and started getting into um, all sorts of new age stuff but and mm. also opening up psychically. I mean, I was doing readings uh, part-time by the time I was 20, 21. Um, so back then it really was just something part-time and yeah. yeah. Well, look, let's get into the music first and then we'll come back and have a bit more of a chat about this. So what, what are you going to play for us first today? Um, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Let's say Guante, but it's a song called Matches and uh, he's a poet and I've just gotten into slam poetry um, recently, uh, performing and writing and um, I just, I love this song. Yeah. Chest and survive. I got an ancestor who cheated and lied. I got an ancestor. 
Darkness to be afraid of, so it's a good thing we are not afraid. There is no Superman in that phone booth, there is no rewarding our faith. There is no one who can save us, so it's a good thing we don't need to be saved. There are no starships in low Earth orbit, no aliens to save us from ourselves. There is no voice willing to speak for us, so it's a good thing we know how to yell. There is no chosen one, no destiny, no fate, there's no set thing as magic. There is so it's a good thing we brought matches. You're listening to Out of the Box and FBI Radio. My name is Serge Negus. My guest here today is Julia George. She's a psychic, clairvoyant, and yoga teacher based in Brisbane. Very popular around Australia for her work. Now, look, you spent 10 years working in a very high-profile job that yep. was very intense. Can you tell us about that job? Yeah, so um, prior to going to the US, I'd done the Sydney Olympics. So my background is large-scale events. So I went to the States. Um, I was um, in a relationship at the time, which is how I ended up there. Um and I was basically hired for my event experience. Um, I had a sense of what I was going to be doing. I knew it was going to be politics, but within six months, um, it turned into this whole other thing. Um, every four years in the US, there's a convention. Um, there's the um, Democratic National Convention, Republican National Convention. It costs about $120 million to put on the four-day event. And so I spent four years working on the Democratic National Convention and working with both Hillary and Obama. Obama beat Hillary in the primary and so worked with him. Um, what an amazing lead. part of history to be involved in. Yeah, it really was. I was at the inauguration and, nice. um, yeah, it was it was amazing. It was um, stupid large sums of money. And um, after he got elected but before the inauguration, I took a trip to Ethiopia for a bit of a wake-up call. And um, that's when I realised that I wanted to do something more heart-based and something more um, people-centred. 
And so, like, with with the job, like, it, you know, it presented a lot of stress for you. Like, I mean, how did that manifest for yeah, you? Yeah, it was three, you know, it was three mobile phones. I mean, you know, the level of power was amazing. I mean, mm. you know, particularly if, if I was working with somebody, I could literally hold an airplane and it wouldn't take off until wow. I'm talking about yeah. a commercial airliner. Um, so, I, I mean, I could re- literally write a book about some of the things that I, I did. Um, how did you land yourself in that position? Like, it's incredible. I think it's... Uh, it was confidence. I've got a lot of Leo mm. in my chart, um, but also I had an accent. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Nice. And I mean, like at that point, like you know, you've you've got to the end. Have you? Did you manage to meet Obama yourself as yeah, well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you, how yeah. closely did you work yeah. with him? Well, I did his first Colorado uh, fundraiser with him yeah. and Harold Ford Jr. Mm. And so, you know, it's not just me and him. I mean, it's yeah, it's a massive not. scale. But mm. um, I was part of the Colorado fundraising team and um, yeah. also part of the um, group putting on the convention. What was he like in in person? No drama, Obama. He's yeah. exactly as you see. He's um, he's very even keeled. Uh, lots of equanimity. Um, nothing much riles him. Uh, the power behind the throne is Michelle. She's really quite fierce, but in a good way, not yeah. a not an angry way. Um, but yeah, he's really chill. He he remembers things like his ability to remember small things. Like, huge, yeah, yeah. That's politicians, right? Yeah. Did, do you know if he liked uh, having his palms or? Red or did he like any reading? I have no ever? idea. But you know, in, in the job, and people have asked me this. You know, did anybody know you were psychic? No, but I could, I could anticipate things, mm-hmm. and so it was very good at my job because I could anticipate. Was he using my yeah. psychic ability a little bit? Yeah. <laughs> oh, if only you'd been able to read a bomber on Michelle. Imagine that. <laughs> God, what would you, what would you even tell someone like that? You feel I so know. nervous. Anyway, look, moving on to the music again. The next song you've got for us, what are you, what are you going to pick? Is it St. Germain, Rose Rouge? It is, yes. Yep. That's a good one. I, where, why did you choose this song? This is Well, I, I, I loved that album, um, particularly on vinyl. I loved that album, um, but it's also a track off a soundtrack to a movie called Serendipity.
You're listening to Out of the Box and FBI Radio. My name is Serge Negus, and my guest today is Julia George. She's a psychic and a clairvoyant, and she's uh, based here in, in Australia, in Brisbane, and she's been working for about 20 years in the industry now. Um, but look, you know, we were just speaking before how you worked for Obama and doing these huge campaigns, and going from that into being a psychic and a clairvoyant is a pretty drastic change. I mean, what was it exactly that really kind of drove you back into that world? Well, I suppose for me, I never left it because it's a part of who I am and it's something that I I suppose I can turn on or off. Mm -hmm. Um, But after the um, election and before the inauguration, I went to Ethiopia and um, spent some time at the Mother Teresa Orphanage um, and I was with another group of people. It was about 10 of us. And um, I don't know, it was just, it was really, it was a really grounding Time. It was a big wake-up call about doing things that are heart-centered. That um, at the end of the day, the money didn't really money matter that much. And I'm not talking about my salary. I'm talking about the job because you know it really was an amazing time to be a part of history. And mm. I don't regret what I did at all. But I could see a lot of people who'd been in politics for. 10, 15, 20 years, had no family, no kids, and didn't have a life um, post-politics. And I just wanted to get back into doing something more heart-centred. Fair enough. When I quit, people thought I had lost my mind. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I can imagine. What were some people like? What were reactions like? Do they think you're what, what mad? are you doing? Yeah. Are you going to be a lobbyist now? Are you going <laughs> out on your own? Um, I had a couple of job offers for DC um, and also one with the governor of Colorado, and I turned them all down. And people literally thought I was nuts. It's, yeah, it's, it's crazy these days how people put so much pressure on and I also wanted to come home careers. to Australia I mean you know we live a fairly relaxed lifestyle sadly I think we've actually become quite Americanized in the, the, the pace that we live mm. but I was craving lifestyle as well not just the heart centered work Fair enough. And so in terms of like, you know, what a basic day view is in that regard when it comes to work, like what kind of clients are you seeing? What kind of work readings are you doing for them? All sorts. Um, I think because of my business background, I get a lot of um, business people. Mm -hmm. Um, I get lots of, um, you know, girls wanting to know, you know, (laughs) is this the guy? Um, (laughs) It's fairly common for me pretty much every night of the week to get a date of birth and a photo. Is this the one? Um, I get lots of um, business people. That's, a, that's, a, that's a, like a it's a pretty out there way to try to figure out whether or not the person's the one right like you know it's like it's putting so much confidence in something outside of your own yes like uh, feelings and thoughts right yeah but the thing of it is too i find in relationships and i'll say something in a reading and people go oh damn it i knew that and i'm like well, why yeah. didn't you listen to it yeah, but yeah. sometimes they just want that you know that, is that, that is that is that a lot of it do you think sometimes where people kind of probably have the answers already 
and it's just about having someone else who can confirm them for them. Yeah, I think so. But I also had an Uber driver this morning and we were talking about it. You know, I've done readings for people and I'll say something they don't like and they immediately fold their arms like, <laughs> this is a crock of shit, you know. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. and then I'll have the experience where they'll come back and they say, oh, I didn't really like the last reading, but what you said happened and how you told me to handle it really helped. Mm. So mm. sometimes you do, I do say stuff that, um, I don't like saying, and um, but it's there, and I, I have to be true to what I'm seeing and feeling. Yeah. And how much um, do people come to you? I guess they're like asking to figure out whether they're going to be successful and those kind of things. Like, yeah. Do people do that. Yeah, they do. Like you're you get a lot of business people. Well, people will come to me. Let's say, for example, a restaurant owner who's got mm. two locations. He wants to open up a third location and he's torn between um, two new locations. Mm. And I'm like, look, you're going to have issues with residents and council over here. This is going to be slower to start with, but it's going to end up being, you know, it'll go gangbusters for you. Mm. So I can see those types of things. So, so it's, it's I get all sorts it, yeah. of people, high profile people, um, political people, single mums, people going through divorce. I do a lot of divorce and court strategy stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll see some people. People, you know, every couple of weeks and some people just once a year. That's fascinating really, isn't it? I'd love to have a list of all the people that have seen you. <laughs> <laughs> now, look, uh, the next song you brought on today is Beastie Boys, Check It Out. I mean, what song does this mean to you? Um, it reminds me of my brothers um, and, yeah, just really chill times with them. Um, mm. I'm the eldest of five. There's a 10-year age gap between me and my brothers and um, sometimes I find it difficult to weigh in ways to sort of connect with them. But this song in particular reminds me of a specific time in our life where we were together and um, all on the same page and I think in the same house for the first time in a long time. Oh, what, you, what are you saying? <laughs> All your trackies and TV addicts Don't mean to dance, don't mean to bring static All your Klingons in the fucking house Grab your back street friend and get loud Bullet doors off inches Grab you with your pinches And no, I didn't retire I snatch you off with the needle nose pliers Black is you look over whore What you do wrong you've never seen before Riding in the glazing The protein on your Like that, well, then you just don't stop. Guaranteed to make your rock be 
You're listening to Out of the Box and FBR Radio. My name is Serge Negus, and my guest today is Julia George. She's a psychic and a clairvoyant yoga teacher as well, lives in Brisbane, very popular around the traps. But uh, look, I mean, how the hell do you actually get into becoming a clairvoyant and a psychic? I mean, you do have a lot of respect in the industry, but like, how do you actually even prove yourself, I guess? Well, and that's the hard bit. And even when I teach psychic development, it's practice. And like, how do you find people to practice on? So, um, when I was probably in my early 20s, I did have friends, and if I picked up a message and I'd passed it on, it was true. It was like, okay, great. Um, I'm embarrassed to tell you that my um, first foray into doing readings was going to Westfield, Carindale, and Brisbane, like a massive <laughs> shopping centre, no with a fold-up card table, some really ridiculous, like, astrology silk scarf and two <laughs> fold-up chairs, and basically had a sign, you know, readings $20. And that's literally how I started. <laughs> that so. is classic yeah no way I don't now, mean, now you get thrown out but i i still to this day can't believe i did it but do you have any yeah. clients that you've still got from that, those days do you know what when i came back from the states i ran into a guy and his wife and they did a i did a reading and he goes oh you don't remember me do you and i said sorry no and i had read for him and his wife and his daughter 18 years prior and i don't remember saying this i don't remember readings usually mm at all actually once they've done they're done i'll remember some things Mm. but anyway they were telling me um their daughter was now married and apparently 18 years prior i had said when you meet your husband he's going to be wearing a hawaiian t-shirt and she met her husband and he was wearing a hawaiian t-shirt like like, i I can get some really random (laughs) stuff as well do you think that maybe once she met him and he was wearing that t-shirt though she thought about the psychic ring was like that's the one i like the look of it maybe (laughs) people go into two categories i've got the clients who are the hunters she said june June, it's june this is june you know this is it and others who go oh that reminds me yeah the way we did meet you know happened the mm. way she said it was so people fall into two categories in that in that regard so there's but that's fascinating though so there are people who take the the readings and actually actively seek yeah the re- and they'll the come back out. and they'll say oh you said may yeah it didn't happen till august i'm like sorry oh that's that specific though is it <laughs> yeah. wow that is fascinating fascinating stuff <laughs> Well, look, uh, look. let's get on to the music again, but then very shortly we might get more stuck into this. Maybe we'll even, even do a little bit of a reading. I don't know. We'll see how we go. Yeah. Um, but look, the next song you put on is a, a, an amazing track, Bonobo, Sirius. Like, where did you pick this one up? Um, where did I pick that up? I think I heard him live at Splendour. Nice. And was just completely blown away, goosebumps. I've got goosebumps now. Um, but that that music I can literally float to. Well, I'm sure everyone will enjoy this too, so here it is.
You're listening to Out of the Box and FBI Radio. My name is Serge Negus. My guest today is Julie George. She's a psychic, a clairvoyant, and uh, very renowned within the industry. Does a bit of yoga here and there as well. Now, look, we're we're gonna we're gonna do a reading, but first as well, I want to want to hear about something you do, which is this thing called facial reading. Yeah. Um, can you tell our listeners a little bit about that? Yeah. So um, there's a thing called psychosomatic um, therapy, and it's where you can learn to read faces and bodies. Um, I've got a colleague of mine, Angelique. We're just about to launch the love lounge room showing people how to read facial features relative to falling in love um okay but the left side of your face uh, represents female and your mum and the right side of your face is um about dad so particularly the eyes your eyes are your heart i can see um if there was conflict between mum and dad and maybe how that affected you um how driven you are um some people have got a really strong chin so they're quite driven but their jaws weak so they're gonna they're gonna do it tomorrow they're gonna <laughs> do it but they never really quite get there so you can read um a lot from the face but and how does it work though when like obviously not everyone's kind of facial facial features are the same so how do you kind of draw the lines in terms of like what you know will mean certain things well and that's probably a specialty of my friend angelique's i i use it um a little bit um, particularly if I'm talking about relationship stuff or, for example, if someone's had a lot of trauma in their um, in their life, I can see it in the ears. Um, but a, a great example of that is if you took a photo of your face every Monday, you'd see how much it changes. Mm. But one person to look at is if you have a look at a photo of Dave Chappelle from 10 years ago and now you can see how much his face has changed because when your life changes, your, your face and your body changes and so... So that's the psychosomatic experience. Interesting. Now, look, let's get into a reading. Let's yes. let's try and do do my <laughs> reading. So explain to us, so how do you do a basic reading for someone like myself? So what happens is when you come to see me, I just have a look at your birth chart quickly. I am not a, um, a traditional astrologer. I don't look at a, a chart. I'm looking at the personal planets. So the personal planets are basically sun, moon, uh, Mercury, Venus, Mars, and I look at Saturn because Saturn's your dharmic path. So I have a look at that. If you're in a relationship, I'll have a look at that. Um, and then usually I just get the star signs of your family members um, just as a guide. And then I get into the cards. So I use tarot cards. Mm-hmm. They're a bit of a crutch because when I do phone readings, I don't use them at all. I pace up and down the lounge room. Um, and one of my largest growing markets right now, um, bizarrely, is China. Oh, and so I don't use the cards at all. Yeah. Um, it's a it's a bit of a habit and it's a bit of a crutch. But for me, the astrology just helps me to um, t- to tune in. So okay. you have given me your date of birth. You have an extremely extremely rare chart, and I suspect if you ever go to an astrologer, um, the first two words you'll hear is holy whatever um (laughs) so you are aquarius you've got aries moon um your chart says that your mind goes a million miles an hour you live in the future a lot but here's where your chart gets super super weird you have got um the next planets are in capricorn 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 so 
Um, first of all, you need to know as of December 20th, the next three years, your life's about to go through a really big upheaval. One of the things you're about to go through is what's called your Saturn return. It goes um, happens to everybody in their late 20s. Yours is going to be around career, career, money and finance. So you've got major change, major gifts and maybe a little bit of luck coming your way with regards to career. The challenge with you is, and you know, there's there's almost two of you. You've got all this Capricorn, which loves the stability, and then your Aquarius Aries moon, where you get bored so quickly. So there's this anomaly um, within you. One of the things that you are missing um, is water. So you're either super emotional and sensitive, or you tend to be more practical and pragmatic, and you actually might be both. Um, but when you have a missing element and yours is water, it's either a gift or a challenge. So when there's um, a relationship drama in your relationship, do you welcome the challenge and go, yep, let's talk it through? Or do you go, I don't want to talk about it. Let's put it under the carpet. I'd say it's probably a combination of both. Both, yeah, yeah, okay. But you've got an extraordinary amount of um, Capricorn. Now, when you have a lot of something, again, it's either easy for you or what you're here to learn. So would you say that you're a really hard worker and a bit of a workaholic, or do you find that you flit from one thing to the other? Ah, oh, God, that's an interesting question. I mean, I think that for the last few years I've been quite a workaholic, but I also know how to relax and have a good time as well. Yeah, so. great. Well, one of the things with Capricorn is, is that it does get exhausted um, easy. Most um, massage therapists who've got lots of Capricorn can only do three or four clients, whereas if you had a massage therapist who had a lot of Leo, they could probably fit seven or eight in. Um, so it's good that you can regulate that. I would have thought too, um, being Aquarius, Aries, Moon, exercise is really important for you. It's important for you to be in your body. Um, and it's probably more of a mental and emotional exercise more so than physical. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, like for me, like I do, I exercise like five days a week. And yep. for me, it's more like it's a it's a process. But like I do enjoy also, I guess, the endorphins that I get from it as well. So. Yeah. Do you write yet? Do I write? Yep. I write every day for okay. work. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah. Yep. Because writing's very, very strong, um, and I don't know if this is true either. But your chart says uh, suggests that you can play in the sandpit with other people, and you like being around people. But you're very independent. Yeah, I'd say I'd probably both of those things. So this is a question I'm going to ask you though, because yeah. the thing that I always get with it, as a skeptic of these things, is that are these these things that I can relate or not relate so easily to to my life. And yeah. it, it, what's the difference between me? just taking this on board and going, yeah, that's me, and someone taking this on board and being like, that is so deeply me and I didn't know that. Do you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, but I think in a day I can have clients who have both experiences. Mm. I'm actually not sure if I understand the question. Well, it's basically like I guess like at what point is it like, like what kind of person do you have to be to be – like when it comes to the difference between someone who's skeptical of being a psychic or a yeah. clairvoyant, like – at what point does it become the person's mind and the way that they read the reading in comparison to it actually being a reality, if you know what I mean? Yeah, so, right. Okay. Well, I, sp <laughs> I suppose time. Mm. You know, I hear people who they'll have a reading and they'll go, oh, that was nice or I wonder if. And then for whatever reason, they'll listen to it four months ago and go start ticking off boxes. Oh, well, that happened, that happened, that mm. happened. So in terms of a reading, it's usually, you know, pe most people record the session and listen back to it. And and what are, like, I guess, like, 
what do people say when they come back for a second time? Like, what is it that they're searching for then? Um, it might be that whatever I we've discussed has already happened or come to a conclusion, and now it's like, what's next? Mm. Um, particularly if I'm doing um, divorce and custody stuff, it's like, what's going to happen at mediation? What do I need to do? What evidence do I need to to together? Um, it can be a variety of things, particularly with relationships. Like I do have a lot of people who say, oh, that relationship broke up. Who's next? Mm. Um, it's probably the only sad part to my job. Once people are married with kids, I usually don't see them again. Interesting. Yeah. So I guess like so from where we've gone with, with my reading so far, so the main main thing I guess is there's, there's something that's potentially going to come to me for work and I've got this well, huge thing. Well, the Saturn return is going to last about two and a half years and it happens to everybody. And so a Saturn return, I describe 50% of it's good, 50% of it is challenging, but it's a push from the universe usually for your higher good. My certain return was I came home from uh, living in London. I wanted to get married, settle down and have kids. I came home, worked for the Sydney um, Olympics, met my ex-husband and moved to the States. So I'm I'm going, yep, this is where I'm going. This is what I'm going to do. The universe is mm. like, ha, so funny. Now you're going over there. It's really typical in a Saturn return to move and or change careers. Okay, interesting. And I mean, like, so, and so that, is that my basic reading or is there more that you've got there? <laughs> oh, no, I could do a full reading yeah. for you. Like if I had my cards yeah, and all of that stuff. So I, um, I'm lucky that I've got an app on my phone. <laughs> so I came in slightly unprepared. That's um, all good. Uh, but you have a really, really dynamic, very unique chart, and your your chart actually has a lot of um, uh, gifts in it. Um, and off air, I can show you what they look like. But you've also got a lot of squares, and there's challenges. So I don't want to say your chart is made of gold. Okay. Um, but for anybody out there who does know astrology, he's pretty got pretty much got every single one of his planets in the eleventh and twelfth house. So I wonder if you're a, a visionary, a dreamer. Um, how those things come to life for you. Oh. Um, you say you write for work now. The writing I'm talking about is not about what you do right now. Okay, all right. Um, Interesting. There's other, yeah. Well, I'll uh, I'll have a good deep hard think about that <laughs> and see where I can apply that for sure. Now, I mean, look, we've got to get onto the music because unfortunately there are time constraints with this show. Um, but we will keep talking further down. I think I want to talk about being a clairvoyant next. But yep. look, um, the next song you got, great song, Cigarros. I mean, God, we're both going to die trying to pronounce this one, but it's yep. Saglapore. Yeah. I mean, why did you choose this song? Um, I discovered Sigur Ross when I was living in the States. Um, one of, I suppose, my form of meditation is knitting. Oh, nice. That's a, it's a very meditative Um I love knitting. Sure. And um, I had, uh, when I lived in the US, um, Pandora. It was in Australia for five minutes. It's gone. And it was one of those random things that came on. It was just this lightning bolt moment like, holy cow, who is this? You know, what is this band? And um, this song, um, again, is just magical. And I actually got to hear them play at um, Splendor back in July. And it was just a really magical moment.
You've been listening to Out of the Box and FBR Radio. My name is Serge Negus, and my guest today has been Julia George, who's a psychic and a clairvoyant. Now, being clairvoyant, we've been talking about being a psychic. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't even know what the difference is in, in many ways because I don't know much about these things. Yeah. So can you please inform me as to what exactly a clairvoyant is? Yeah, so... Um Somebody can say they're psychic, but they'll have a psychic skill set. It'll either be the clairvoyance, the clairaudience, or the clairsentence. There'll be a way that they see, hear, or feel. I've got all three going. Mm. Um, so I see a lot. Sometimes I can hear at the same time, and I'm clairsentient. So uh, I had a guy come to see me once. He had his uh, legs crossed um and they were tight under a very low table and my knees were killing me. And I said, is your knees hurting you? And he goes, yes. And I said, can you uncross your legs because it's hurting me? Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, in terms of clairvoyance, most of the time I can turn it off. Um, after a full day, I am high as a kite. Uh, I do not read after 6 p.m. If I did readings until 9 p.m., I wouldn't get to sleep usually until about 4 or 5 a.m. Mm. Um, because I get so much energy from it. Yeah. And, I mean, and is, is being a clairvoyant where you can, like, I guess you can talk to, like, dead people as yeah, well? Is yeah, that... I do mediumship. I did a lot more of that in my 20s. I turned it off yeah. for a while. Why is that? Um, I had this really weird experience. I was in the south of France, and this old lady, um, through her granddaughter, said to me, oh, does she talk to dead people? I said, yeah, I do. And she goes, tell her she can do it for another two years, otherwise she'll get really sick. And so I don't know why I believed her. So I kind of turned it off. But um, I've been doing a lot more mediumship the last um, five years. One of the things I think people don't realise is the the burden that comes with being a clairvoyant. I mean, you know, it's a very heavy responsibility. People are telling you big, big secrets, stuff they've never told anybody, Mm. stuff they should probably tell other people, but why? Mm. And so there's a lot of responsibility that comes with it as well. Yeah, fascinating. I never even thought of that. And I mean, like in that regard as well, like, I mean, how much do people have to tell you for you to be able to delve deeper into a Well, reading? usually not a lot. Mm. Um, some people just want to talk and they'll come back again and they'll say, look, I listened to my reading and I just talked the whole time. Um, but some people, that's just what they want to do. Other people, as soon as they sit down, I can read them like a book and they'll be lucky to get a question in. And in the last 10 minutes, I'll say, do you have any questions? And they'll have their list and they'll go, no, you've got it all. Um it has happened rarely um, in 20 years, but if somebody is difficult to read, I will say to them, look, we're going to do this for about another five minutes, but I'm finding it hard to read you. I don't want to waste your time. Mm, and so mm. usually as soon as I say that, something in them unlocks and I can I can read them because people want me to see stuff, but they're mm. also scared of what I will see. Yeah. And I think some people get ashamed of stuff that I don't find embarrassing or shameful at all. Is there anything that you can see in me that, that you haven't told me? <laughs> um, no, I'm in, I'm in, yeah, communication mode. I'd, no. I'd happy to do a session for you this weekend I mean, <laughs> while I'm in Sydney. <laughs> no, we'll have to organise that at some point yeah. for sure. Now, look, I mean, thank you so much, um, Julie. It's been a pleasure having you on and just getting a little bit more of an insight into, into what the area is because I'm sure a lot of people are interested by it but know nothing about it. So I hope Julia has somewhat explained a bit of that to you today and I'm sure you can go find her if you're interested. But, uh, look, thank you so much for coming on the show. The last song you got for us today is uh, Gregory Porter. What? Oh, yeah, Greg Porter. Yep. Um, Clapton remix of uh, Liquid Spirit. Fantastic. Look, thank you so much for coming on the show. Big thanks to my producer, Nicole DiPaolo, and uh, I'll be back next week. See ya.
clap your hands now. Cause a man's unnatural hand Watch what happens when the people catch wind When the water hit the banks of that hard dry land Liquid spirit Liquid spirit Liquid spirit Liquid spirit Clap your hands now Catch wind when the water hit the banks of that hard dry land. 